I love the Christmas story. I love, um, I, it's, it's amazing to me and it's interesting to me how all of this, and you just heard it in the story, how all of this was set up and orchestrated and ordained by God that even, even 700 years before Jesus was born, there were people talking about it. There were prophecies. There were people, there were different things that took place that they, they were talking about Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming. And, and it may have been a long time, but people were still excited about Jesus coming. And it's crazy to think that we're only a few days away from Christmas. We're a week away from Christmas. And we're a week away from this time of, of celebrating and family and food and gifts and all these things. But I think sometimes we get lost in the meaning of Christmas. Because we, we, get, we get all about maybe the gifts or the, the photo ops or, or going to the right places or giving the right gifts or even receiving the right gifts or all these special things that we want with Christmas, but I think sometimes we fail to remember the real true meaning of it all. Um, I'll never forget one Christmas, my older brother um, got my brother uh, these, these little Nerf guns, and um, it, it was like, actually, they were terrible guns. They didn't last very long. They broke actually pretty quick, but we were so excited about these guns, and uh, they actually weren't even Nerf guns. They were like dollar store version. Um, but to be honest, like they weren't even that great. And, uh, but we had the best time. We loved, like we run through the house and like shooting each other with these darts and all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was that kind of gift that as a, as a small kid, as a little kid, you got excited about and like you told everyone about it and you were so excited for this. And, and so like, I was telling people at church that next Sunday. I was telling people, my neighbors. I was telling all kinds of people. I would be standing in the grocery store with my mom like, hey, I got this dart gun for Christmas. Just talking to this weird old lady. Like, I was so excited for, these, for these, this dart gun that I had. And, and I was telling everyone about my gift. Because when you're giving, given something so great, which it wasn't actually that great, but I was so excited for it. When you're, when you're given something so great, you got to tell people about it. You want to tell people about it. And somewhere we forgot that the story of Christmas didn't stop when the shepherds got to the manger, when, when maybe when the, when the wise men made their way to Bethlehem. They, they were excited to come and see what God had done. But after they saw and after they experienced God's gift, they were excited to go and tell everyone what they saw and what they experienced. So tonight here, here in a moment, just for the next few moments, uh, I just want to share with you guys uh, two of the responses that the shepherds and the wise men had at Christmas and see how these should be our responses as well. So the responses, our first response to Christmas should, should be come and see. See, this was, this was the response that the shepherds had the minute the angels had left them. It said this in, in Luke 2, 15 and 16, it says this, When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. It's amazing because that was the same response that the wise men had as soon as they saw the star. It says this in Matthew 2, verse 2. It says, we saw the star when it arose, and we have come to worship him. And then verse 11, it says, 
when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. See, when we, when they had heard what God had done, when they had heard that God had sent his one and only son, Jesus, um, they, they had to see it and they had to experience it for themselves. God had given them exactly what they needed even though they didn't even know it at that point. And on top of that, God made it clear to all of, all of them, all the people, and they were so excited to see what God had done for them. So they dropped everything and they came and saw. See, God's call to them to, to come and see is the same call he has for each one of us. It is to come and see what I've done for you and what I can do for you. Just come and see. And I think that's the call for a lot of us in this room is to just come and see, because I think a lot of times maybe ourselves were a little bit skeptical or a little bit standoffish, or maybe you've got a, little, a, a lot of friends who are like, I'm not sure about this church thing. I'm not, I'm not sure about going there. And, and maybe your response to them should just be, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Maybe, maybe just maybe. God will speak to your life. Maybe, just maybe, God will do something. Just invite them to come and see. See, Jesus himself encouraged people to see for themselves what a relationship with him was like when he said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29. He said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus knew that. He, he knew that once people caught and they understood his love and they caught and understood his forgiveness and, and, <clears throat> and that it's, those things are only found and those things are only available in him, then people's lives could be forever changed. He also knew that, that um, they had been changed by his love and by his grace. And once they had seen and once they had experienced for themselves that what God has done through the gift of his son, Jesus, that they wouldn't be able to keep it to themselves. That's why our second response, our first response should be come and see, and our second response should be go and tell. See, telling others, it's a natural response when something wonderful happens to you. When something great happens to you, you gotta tell someone about it. The wise men were so excited to tell everyone what they had seen and what God had done. And that, that even they were so excited that God even had to intervene for a moment and tell them not to say anything until they were out of the country. But immediately after they had seen, seen Jesus, the shepherds started telling everyone and anyone that they came into contact with. It says this in Luke 2, 17 to 20, it says this, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told of them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and all the things that they had seen, which were just as they had been told. See, sometimes I wonder if, if the shepherds, if they were like, they just kind of, huddled up and you know, they got together and, and you know how it is like a group of friends experiences something great and we're like, okay, you're going to tell this part and I'm going to tell this part and you tell this part of the story. Like you could tell you, they, they were probably like, all right, uh, Bartholomew, I don't know, weird name, but here, here's what I want you to do. 
you tell about the first angel that shows up. You tell about that part. And, and you know the part that, that where he's like, you know what? He, he's like spoken. He said, fear not, for unto you is born this day. You, you tell that part, Bartholomew. And then like, you got to imagine like, I'm kind of making up names, but like Ezekiel. So all of a sudden he's like, oh, um, you know what? Then you tell the part about the multitude of angels that after that, that they showed up and they just started singing and they started praising God. You tell that part. Well, and then you, you Jedediah, you, you tell the part about the star and Doug, I ran out of names. You tell the part about Mary. You tell the part about where we showed up and about Mary and, and about Joseph and about ba- the baby in the manger. Everybody got it? Ready, break, let's go. You know how it goes. Like you got a group of friends, you're like, we got to tell the story. So all throughout the scripture, there are people who are encouraged to tell others what God has done, when, when God has done something for them. Luke 8, it kind of gives us this account of Jesus healing a man who had been violently possessed by demons. And after Jesus, he, he freed him from those demons, um, he, and, he, and he healed this man. He asked Jesus what he should do, and he said this in Luke 8, 39. He said, return home and tell how much God has done for you. Nearly a thousand years before the birth of Christ, uh, and, and the psalmist urged the people of God to go and tell others what he had done for them. When he wrote Psalm 107, it says this, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. See, once God has shown up, once God has made a difference in your life, once he's changed your life, it's our responsibility to go and tell. See, if you think about it, the response is come and see and go and tell are really a, a kind of a microcosm of the entire, entire gospel narrative. If you look in both Matthew and the book of Luke, uh, it, it begins by God inviting people to come to Bethlehem and to see what he's done. And all the gospels end with Jesus commanding his followers to go and tell. Come and see, go and tell. Come and see and go and tell. See, these are our typical responses to Christmas. But there's another response. You see, at Christmas, people can respond in another way when you receive a gift that maybe you haven't been hoping for, maybe you haven't been looking for. You guys know how it goes at Christmas and, and um, you're unwrapping gifts and you may open this gift and it, maybe it's something that you weren't exactly hoping for. Maybe it's something that you weren't even looking for or you didn't even ask for. <clears throat> and it's something that honestly you're, you may not even be excited about. And so a lot of the times when it, it's a gift like that, our response is like, we go silent, right? And we're like, mm, this gift is great. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's okay. Like, you do nothing or, or you get really silent or, or, or you try to just not show your response to people and you just kind of go silent. But that silence is really a response in itself. And the response that says, this isn't really what I wanted or what I need, and it's honestly not really appreciated. If we could have Pastor Nick and Tate come on up. Uh, let me ask you, have you ever given someone a gift and gotten a silent response? And 
it's, it's not a great feeling, and, and yet that's the response that a lot of us give when it comes to Christmas. That silent response. We don't get excited to experience the joy and the presence of Jesus. We're, we're not in a rush to share with our friends or our family that Jesus is here. He's coming to our world. He's changed our lives. We don't get too excited about these things. A lot of times we just are silent. We sit there and we do nothing. I want to ask you tonight, this Christmas season, we're, we're a few days away what's your response going to be? What is your response to Jesus? What's your response going to be this year? And and I'm not saying like on Christmas Day. I'm just talking about what Jesus has done in your life. Yeah, Christmas is significant and it's important and it's a special day, but really your response to what Jesus has done in your life, it doesn't have to be a special day. Let me ask you tonight, will you be silent Or will you come and see and go and tell? If Jesus has changed your life, you've you've saw, you've experienced, you've felt it, but will you go and tell? Will you let everyone know, anyone know, what Jesus has done in your life?